This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This song in the intro is a song by Matt Bellina, the wonderfully talented musician who is who lives in um, St. Petersburg, Florida. And I wrote the lyrics for this song when I was in Miami and I was visiting in August, right before I was moving to California temporarily. Uh, so I went to Miami to teach some yoga, to film some stuff, to visit a friend, and when I the first night that I was there, I stayed in a, in a hotel room, and it was probably the most haunted and just not good vibes hotel room. <laughs> I'm having a trouble speaking right now, but... Um, yeah, the, the hotel room was just not okay, and of course, this is during COVID, so I was also a little bit sketched out because it was not the cleanest. Um, I only stayed there one night, but I ended up writing this poem and 
you know, Matt turned it into the song, The City. And, you know, long story short, it's just like the lyrics and the, the poem of this of this song was born out of this realization of moving on from places and really looking at the city or the town that you lived in and you once really loved it it once sparked that divinity within you right it it really it really woke you up and it it created a fire and passion within you but that fire starts to fade you know it starts to die down a little bit after you've been in the same place for a long time for me i'm a sagittarius and i get bored of places really really quickly the longest i've lived in a city is uh in miami for four four years four and a half years um so i've been moving a lot the last decade of my life and i'm i'm assuming a lot of you guys are the same way but it's this energy of moving on moving forward what's the next thing what's the next chapter what's the next timeline because you're ready for it and that's the energy that kept coming through especially when i was shuffling my deck um, the last week or so and if you haven't watched any of my instagram live tarot readings uh, they're on my igtv and they're all between like 25 to 35 minutes there's some longer ones too but they're all timeless and you don't need to be a certain sign to watch them. They they find you when they find you and the messages are timeless. So um, I recommend going and checking that out because the last Instagram live that I did was uh, the night that I was moving from California. So now I'm in Florida, but um, I did an Instagram live that night and it was a really awesome reading. You know, the chariot definitely that energy right now is coming through that moving forward energy and not looking back not giving a fuck what happened not giving a fuck who you know did you wrong or who rubbed you the wrong way or what didn't work out so it's this theme and this energy of like truly moving forward and not even feeling attached to the past of what what really like ringed you out you know of your emotions of your of your drive of your passion like like a lot of us are exhausted right now a lot of us are just like ready to take a break and right now I'm actually on an Instagram break and it's it's funny because I haven't gone on an Instagram break in in a while because I like to you know promote my podcast on there and when I when I got to Florida, you know, the, the journey here was very intense. I was flying with two cats. They don't make it easy. You know, security does not make it easy at all. Um, at the end of that journey, I felt like I was going to die, collapse, piss myself out of joy, too. I mean, I was just happy it was over. But, um, yeah, once I got back once I landed I was like I have no desire to be on Instagram I don't care about posting anything I don't care about sharing that I'm that I landed like who gives a fuck you know what I mean like who actually cares um 
so it really got me thinking and I have a lot of notes for this podcast episode I have a lot of journal prompts that I'm hopefully going to remember to share with you Um, and it's just a beautiful new energy that we're moving into because I know I'm not the only one moving into this energy of what truly matters what really matters to you like seriously and I and this is kind of a part two to my most recent episode um, because I talked a lot about what truly matters and the collective kind of cycles and patterns that we're moving out of and the the issues that we're moving through like the, sh- the collective shadow um, which you might be feeling this energy too which is shadow work fatigue you know like this 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 overwhelm, this fatigue, this exhaustion of doing too much shadow work, which is totally understandable because when you're too much in the deep end and you're too wrapped up in therapy and healing and quote unquote bettering yourself and healing trauma, it's like, okay, but like, where does your life, where does that part of your life end? And then where does your life now begin? You know, there has to be some kind of separation there because if we're too wrapped up in healing past wounds, past trauma, mother wound, father wound, whatever, shadow, it takes us away from our lives right now in this moment. You know what I mean? And it's like, it it's just like we really need to figure out how to separate ourselves from that work from the inner work which is very important to enjoying our life right now right here um, embracing what energy we need to embrace in order to cultivate new projects and new ways of being and you know what's more important is you know like really connecting with family and healing relationships in real life is that more important because to me that's more important in my life rather than you know beating myself up or staying in my trauma or continuing to be a victim of these self-limiting beliefs and these narratives of our past and these stories which are all valid you know what happened in our past, in our childhood, in our adolescence, in our 20s, whatever, all of it happened, but it comes to a point where it's like you're so drained and you're so exhausted and you've re- you've reran that story and that script so many times that you're just like bored of it. <laughs> and um, I really like the way that I, I heard Joseph Lee, whoops, Joseph Lee on this Youngian Life podcast, he explains it really well. He's just like, you know, like you get to a point where you go to therapy, you're talking about the same things over and over again, and you're just like, okay, when does it end? And not end in the sense of, okay, it's it's all done, I'm I'm over it, no, I don't care about, um, you know, what what I went through, but allowing yourself to step into a new frequency of understanding that that made you who you are but it doesn't define who you are now like it doesn't our past traumas and wounds and relationships and you know just weird stuff that happened to us in our childhood that doesn't have to like stick with us right here so with 
detoxing from Instagram and going on this, you know, sharing detox is what I like to call it. I realized when I was deep cleaning the apartment in California, which was a very um, exhausting process because I was doing it all by myself. You know, the girl that I was living with there did not help me at all. And that's part of the reason why I'm so happy to be in Florida and be with family and be in my room and be in, in, in my home, you know, because it's safe, because it feels good, because it's nourishing, because it's replenishing, because it's, you know, it, I feel empowered here, you know, as, as challenging as it is to, to live with family, as triggering as it is, as, as daunting as it is it truly is a safe space to reset to because with a reset you're gonna with resting that's gonna come with a reset and you know California is not a place I want to be right now I know I have a lot of California listeners um but Many of you guys have actually, you know, messaged me and been like, yeah, I've been wanting to move out of California. And it's like, I don't blame you. It's like, what's the point of paying thousands of dollars in rent and, you know, living like a very, you know, isolated, closed off, rough life? I didn't have a car while I was subletting in California either. So I was taking care of the two cats. I was cleaning after two cats and like my roommate never really helped me with that. Um, you know, moving out of that apartment was very cleansing and freeing. And I swear there's something, there's an energy that comes with moving, like packing your stuff and, and throwing stuff away and just purging on all levels, you know, like, giving stuff away and it just feels so good I felt these layers of my of myself unraveling especially when I was cleaning and so I was I was scrubbing the the bathtub and I was just like wow I feel like I am aggressively scrubbing my soul right now I'm I'm scrubbing the scum off of off of my being that stuck to me from these situations that happened when I was in California and don't get me wrong I had a great time living there but things fade things fizzle I'm over it I have a very you know I'm just like okay when I extract everything that I can from a space from a place from a job from a person um, from an experience you extract all the good stuff from it, right? Like, you just get everything that you needed from it, and then you're like, all right, I'm ready to fucking move on. I'm ready to get the fuck away from this person. I'm ready to get, you know, out of this scenario because people can drain you, and passive-aggressive people are some of the most draining people you can put yourself around, okay? I'm sure that a lot of you guys know this already, but... Passive aggressive energy is not clean. It's not clean. Open communication is sometimes 
challenging and vulnerable and icky and gross but what's more gross is passive aggressive energy and people who are fake and people who don't know how to speak up in person and communicate and they talk shit behind your back or they have a different persona and it's just and we all have different personas we all have different masks that's normal but this is this is an example if there's someone in your life who (laughs) who will only you know say bitchy things or rude things via text but then when you're around them in person they act fake nice to you and they they would never say they would never type they would never say that to you in person something that they can only type that is passive aggressive bullshit energy and that is not something that i'm willing to be around anymore communication is maturity and if you can only you know jab somebody via text but then in person you're fake nice to them that is just gross that's gross and i'm not i'm not saying you're like this i'm saying if you're around this kind of energy run just get the fuck out of there and this is what i was dealing with with the, with my roommate that i was living with in California and I'm not saying this to talk shit I'm saying this because I want to let you guys know that when you go through a relationship like that or a friendship or any type of connection distance yourself from that person because that's not that's not clean energy to be around so I definitely did a lot of self-reiki I did a lot of energy protection I saged the fuck out of that apartment um cleaned the fuck out of it and you know I did my best but let's move into some some more of my notes here so Instagram breaks you need to do them every once in a while and it's just like why do we share what we share why why do I feel the need to share so many things that I do in my life like through the day you know it's gotten to the point where I feel like society is so is so malnourished when it comes to connection obviously with COVID but I think it's been happening for years Instagram pretty much is the reason why we feel so alone yet we use Instagram to connect with people. So it's like this crazy uh, paradox that is just starting to really not make sense to me anymore, and that's why I'm taking a week or two off. I don't know how long. But what I realized is that the moment that I touched down back home, I started going through, like, all of my stuff, and, you know, I realized, like, wow, I really left a lot of stuff here. I was only supposed to to live in California for like three months and it it ended up being five. So I only went with like two suitcases and then I came back and, you know, I realized here like I have Oracle decks. I have have so many different things I'd love to incorporate into my work and being in California really limited me because I was only there with, with what I had, with what clothes I had, with what deck I had. Um, it was like I, I felt kind of stuck there 
and I was you know just living the same kind of same weeks over and over again and I felt stuck I felt like I was in a rut kind of but you know of course the first month that I was there I wasn't feeling that I was I was feeling high and so expanded from from living there so that's what I mean when I say like chariot energy you're moving forward you're not looking back you're over it you've 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 expanded and you have um progressed and flourished and you've you've just gotten to this new level of yourself you've up leveled it's like in a game you know you get to the next level it's like you're not like thinking about the level before you're not thinking oh my god i wonder what what those you know what those game characters are doing in in the level before like you're you beat that level so you're done and this is all a game so it's like when you up level and you're moving into a new timeline or you're moving or you are literally creating a new life for yourself what's the point of looking back at you know someone who fucked you over or you know it it's almost like it's wiped clean and I it's crazy like I I truly had this feeling right when I got home here in Florida. I was like, it feels like a dream. Like I'm back here. It feels like I was just in some kind of time warp wormhole for five months. Like it didn't really happen. And it was all a dream. And then there's parts of it that were nightmares. And then I, and then I got back here and the, and the journey was so challenging. I like, after that journey of traveling back, I felt like I had run like an Ironman marathon and I was so dehydrated. I was so hungry. Um, It just makes you really appreciate how strong and resilient you are when you, when you go through something like such a crazy transition. Like I was having so much anxiety about flying with these two cats. I thought they were going to kill each other. I thought they were going to, like, kick me off the plane. I thought, like, like worst-case scenarios, absolute worst-case scenarios were, were ruling my life for a month. So the point of this, why I'm explaining this, is when you're living in that frequency of anxiety and panic and worry and worst-case scenarios, that is detrimental to your soul that is detrimental to your body living in that energy frequency for months at a time is literally decaying you so it's it's so important to like take a step back and look at your life from a larger lens and be like is it worth it is it worth it for you to stay in the city um, because you're just afraid to move because you know how much, you know, energy and time and, you know, effort it's going to take? Or is it more worth it to, quote unquote, take steps back, which I don't believe in taking steps back. I believe that in order for us to get unstuck, we have to, like, we really have to understand that there is in-between times and in order for us to get unstuck we have to maybe take a step 
in a different direction that feels like a step back, but truly it's just creating that in-between space in time between transitions, between different points of our lives. And am I, am I guilty or shameful for moving back home? No, not at all. For First of all, we're in a pandemic still. Second of all, this is my home and there's nothing to be ashamed of. I work hard. I am an entrepreneur. I'm a teacher. I'm a writer. I'm a speaker. Just because I live at home temporarily, that doesn't take away from all those things that I that I do. And this is something that my therapist is really helping me realize is that we are we we throw ourselves under the bus so quickly. But if a friend of yours was in your position and they moved back home, would you like make fun of them and degrade them? And like, no, you probably wouldn't. So I have to really take a step back and be like, wow, I have accomplished so much this year. So if you're feeling like you stepped back, you took steps back, or if you, you wanna move home or you wanna get a, a smaller place you know, taking steps back and downgrading is actually upgrading because it's creating more space in your physical life to create more. I talked about this already in the most previous episode. In in the last couple, maybe last three episodes, it's been very rooted in this. So I feel like if this kind of stuff um, resonates with you, go and listen to the 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 previous three episodes. So when I got home, I I realized the smallest things, the smallest little things in, in my life bring me such joy, like a closet full of toiletries or a pantry full of food, you know, um, a, I don't know if you can hear the lawn mowers outside but whatever um like I missed just having everything that I needed because living in California I didn't have you know extra things I had to figure out how I was going to get groceries I had to figure out how I was going to um you know get places lift sucks out there everything is shut down out there and it's just it's not enjoyable. And what I realized here, um, you know, being back in my mom's house, is that she is the epitome of living in abundance. She doesn't have a lot of money. You know, she, she's filed bankruptcy a couple times. I remember growing up, it was very very um challenging and weird and confusing um i remember you know her shopping us shopping at thrift stores um going to churches and getting like boxes of food and you know she always made it work and even though she doesn't have money you know she basically lives off of my stepdad which is totally fine that's just how that generation was brought up, you know, the, the women cook and clean, the, the, the men provide for the family or whatever. 
But my mom has this beautiful way of saving things, refurbishing things. When you walk into her home, it feels like you just walked into some kind of like art museum. Like there's things on display, there's beautiful things that she's collected over the years from thrift stores, from estate sales, from things that people give away, like beautiful glassware and antiques and vintage things. You would think that when you walked in here, you know, that she had tons and tons of money, but the way that she does her, the way that she lives her life is really inspirational to me. And this is something that I think I've inherited from my mom is that she really lives in that frequency of abundance of, you know, making the most of what you have, saving things, cherish, cherishing things. When you go into the closet, um, in the bathrooms, there's like tons of extra toiletries that she's collected over the years and saved and you know she doesn't throw things away if if they're new and it's like I feel so abundant when I'm here and it has nothing to do with money that's the point you know my mom and my stepdad they're not rich um you know and but when you walk inside, you feel a rich energy because the way that they keep their home is is really nice. And I, you know, my mom is is the one to thank for that because she's the decorator, she's the artist, she's the all those things. Um, so it's beautiful to, and this is what I was talking about in my previous episode. Abundance isn't something that you manifest. Abundance is a frequency that you live in. It's an energy that you live in. So I want you to ask yourself, what are the small things in your life that actually bring you joy and actually make your life worthwhile? Like these small, nostalgic, little, like stupid things, these mundane things. Those are the things that actually transmit into our body, into safety into security, into happiness, inner peace. It's not money, it's not possessions, but there are things that we need in order to feel safe and secure, like food and shelter and a home that feels energetically safe. And when I was living in California, I was not feeling energetically safe with that roommate that I had. I felt like the energy around me was just probably one of the worst energies I've been around and it reminded me of past experiences that I've gone through with female roommates in Miami so this is kind of a complex and a shadow cycle that I'm I'm working through but with that said in a lot of the tarot readings that I was doing recently the ten of swords kept coming out and The collective energy is basically like really feeling all of the times that we've gotten stabbed in the back or somebody did us wrong or we failed at something, quote unquote, failed at something or we didn't get that job or we didn't get something or somebody fucked us over, all the toxic relationships we've been in. 
But when the Ten of Swords comes out, it's like a complete surrender because all those experiences are in the past. Ten of Swords comes out. There's no 11 or 12 of Swords. That's it. Ten of Swords, that's it. So it's like this moment of release, of relief, you know? Ah, oh my God, thank God that's over. And that goes right in hand with the chariot energy. I feel like the chariot and the Ten of Swords is, it just like really meshes together so beautifully because it's like, all right, all all these experiences that have like really just chipped at my being and really exhausted my soul and my body and created a bitterness or created anger or discomfort in my life but then the chariot comes out and the chariot's like all right moving on moving forward not looking back also reeling it's almost like you're reeling yourself back to where you're supposed to be or reeling yourself forward I should say and then once you're forward in your new timeline in your new life then you can start to reel things in I like I like that I like using that song reel it in by um and anime he's like he's a rapper it's like reel it in um I get that energy from Chariot as well. It's like reeling, reeling yourself where you belong, reeling yourself back to what's going to actually nourish you and help you heal. If you could hear that noise in the background, I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna edit it out right now. It'll be, it'll be over in a second. Um, so, what I realized also when I was going through the airport and my journey back and blah 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 is leaving the baggage behind I'm sure you've all heard that that phrase right leaving the baggage behind well can you actually leave the baggage behind because a lot of us know that that phrase you know leaving the baggage behind letting go of the past leaving the past behind you but truly do you or do you have one one foot of your mind, you know, still back in those experiences that pissed you off or upset you, and you're trying to still hash it out in your mind, which is taking you away from this moment right here, right now, which is, you know, it's this is this is what I've I've really been honing in on is. The quicker that you recover from aversion or any type of suffering, the stronger your reactions become and it's just plain easy to let things slide off you and there's no like cord pulling you um, to ruminate in what happened. Maybe this is just something that gets easier as you get older. I, I mean, it has to be, but it's like that those neuro pathways that like, you know, quantum quantum physics and Joe Dispenza and all these, you know, spiritual doctors are talking about these toxic neuropathways that are so embedded, right? Like the the addiction pathways, the eating disorder pathways, the depression, the anxiety. Sometimes it's so so much easier to stay in those ways because the path is so grooved, but it's like not doing you and it's not serving you anymore. It's actually detrimental to your health and to your life. So it, it takes work and it takes effort 
to consciously choose that I'm going to leave the baggage behind. I'm going to leave those toxic experiences behind because if I don't, that's actually pulling me back. And it's like, it's like a rubber band just keeps pulling you back and you're, you're unable to actually root yourself and ground yourself in this moment in your life, manifest what it is you're trying to manifest, create what it is you're trying to create, change your life for what you need. In order for me to completely, you know, jump into a new timeline and make those compromises and ask myself what my priorities were, I needed to energetically rid myself of what happened in California. You know, the pain, the discomfort, the the isolation, the loneliness. The months that I was living in California were the most isolated I've ever been in my life um, because I wasn't even around my mom. It was just me and the cats, and that's it. You know, it got to the point where me and my roommate didn't even speak, and that was fine with me because, again, I was energy protecting myself, and I was just trying to keep my inner peace. But that's not a frequency or an energy to live in permanently. Even even a week of that shit is, it's just a gross energy to live in. So if you're, if you're in that kind of situation, whether it's your relationship, your roommate, your job, if there's people with that energy, it's sucking the, the life out of you. It's sucking the fucking life out of you and it's time to leave that behind and find a way to create a new life for yourself. So, like I said, I extracted all the good from, from California. So it's important to remember that. We have to extract all the good and marinate in the good and bring the good with us. Like, all the good memories, all the, all the things I learned from California, all the beautiful people I'm, I've hung out with there, all the, the amazing experiences I had there, those things are with me right now. But the toxic bullshit and um, the things that are no longer serving me, they, they stayed there. It's almost like the moment I got on that plane, I felt my body release. It was like the ultimate energetic release. Sometimes it really requires this journey, this mission, this really challenging fucking journey of changing your life. It's not easy. But once you get to the next spot, once you get to the next place, you're going to feel that weight lifted off your shoulders. And it's like, the universe is wrapping you in in her arms and hugging you and reminding you that you're safe, reminding you that there's always a way to get out of the the toxic scenario that, you know, was was occurring. There's always a way. There's always a way. So Again, if this interests you, I talk about this silver platter energy in the most previous three episodes, um, but the most previous episode right before this one is the one that I talk about it a lot. So I want you to think about the things in your life that give you joy, like actual material things, like what actual things give you give you joy you know like because things and possessions actually hold a lot of energy and what i realized here is 
all of my crystals and trinkets and my decks and my jewelry and my gems and all of these little things that really they don't cost a lot of money you know they're just things I've collected over the years just being around those things completely changed my energy and my frequency so that's that's why it's so important to create an altar that's why it's so important to create a safe space in your in your room and really create that divine melting safe environment so that you can truly melt yourself and feel warm like the minute I got here I felt like that just by being around my stuff so in that sense it's not material it's not egotistical because possessions and beautiful things that we um that we admire and that hold value to us they have a frequency of of healing ourselves that's why crystals are so powerfully healing right it holds an energy it holds a frequency in those things when you can create your new life because i know that you are in the process or you have done it and now you know maybe you're feeling this sudden effortless shedding and this term came to me really beautifully and sporadically when I was in my room and I was like wow like I truly feel like that part of my life is is behind me it's like it was a dream like I said it was like a nightmare slash dream and now it's like you you might be able to to even for a moment right even just for a moment like in your meditation practice like maybe a moment during your meditation practice you feel this wave of effortless like instant so smooth and graceful shedding and it's like you drop it so i'm i'm reading this book um by pema chodron and it's called start where you are and um last night i was actually reading a couple pages of it and she she explains the part of the practice um of just dropping it you know and it's like when you when you get home and you have your heavy baggage right it's super super heavy and you have to carry it up the stairs or whatever it's not like you you're gonna gracefully like place it on the ground you drop it you just drop it and you're like thank god I feel so much better already that's what we need to do with our past with the past experiences that We've already ruminated in them. We've already overthinked them. We've already, you know, replayed the scenes in our head. We've gone to therapy. We've we've written about it. We've journaled about it. We've talked about it. We've we've you know hammered it so deeply into our life that it's time to actually dissolve it now. You know, we're done with the replaying of the narratives of the stories and all that now it's time to dissolve and transmute it away it's still there it's still part of our life it's still part of our past but if we can just extract all of the good that we learned from those lessons and integrate ourselves back into this life that we're creating now away from the trauma away from the setbacks away from this ten of swords energy and again bringing all the good that came with you 
and allowing yourself to really bring those lessons with you into your life now because for example you know I was so eager to get out of my mom and my stepdad's house um, in you know in the summer because I spent seven months here January to August and during COVID so it was like really really hard and I'm sure a lot of you guys have had the same exact experience so I got to the point where I was like, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Fuck this. I'm never living with, living with, with family again. You guys are so toxic. You guys are so dramatic. You guys have problems. Like, you know, ripping ripping them apart because, uh, you know, they, have their, they do have their issues. You know, my mom's a codependent, overworking. She's got health issues. You know, my, my stepdad is a bit of a narcissist, a you know, patriarchy runs in his blood. Um, he likes to call millennials snowflakes and make fun of them. And But what I'm realizing now is I got my, my healing California experience. And, you know, it was healing at first. And towards the end, it was the opposite of healing. It's like when you go on vacation. You, you know, you... you you can find yourself like really feeling it and then at the end you're just maybe it's not it's not feeling that great anymore you're just like all right like now what you know so my time in California those are the lessons that I learned is like you can't just run away from things and expect things to just be out of your life like my mom and my stepdad are gonna be in my life for a long time um, and I have to be okay with their cycles and their conditioning and their patterns and I, I have learned how to separate myself from that and that's that's a huge part of what I am doing in therapy um, so like what I realized and the biggest lesson that I learned is this contrast and this this shift of perspective this beautiful shift of perspective of appreciation and just gratitude and feeling safe in my home with my family you know as much as my stepdad bothers me triggers me I don't I don't agree with the way that he does things I think I don't think I ever will but being around my mom is so healing and I'm taken care of here and I help her out and I you know I, I like to help her out with cleaning and helping you know she has a lot of health issues so when I'm here I'll you know I'll make her green juices and green smoothies and cook for her if she'll if she'll eat it you know and make her tea and help with with the, just anything I can you know taking out the trash like whatever and I I also help out with like utilities here and I do everything that I can to help them you know I just think that we need to heal our actual physical lives right here, right now. And sometimes social media takes us away from that. And even, you know, even people who are successful, you know, with their podcasts, they, they, they have a, a reason to really go all in with their podcast and devote hours and hours and hours a day 
to their podcast. For me, I don't really get paid with this shit, you guys. I know that there's sometimes ads in my podcast, but I basically do not make really anything from this podcast. Um, and that's fine with me. I mean, I do it because it's it's a way for me to verbally and emotionally purge at the same time as helping the collective with energy updates, with with whatever I'm learning in therapy, with whatever I'm learning in my self-study with psychology and mental health. So the reason why I do this podcast is to help people. And I feel like I'm doing that because I do get messages and emails from you guys. So that that solidifies that. But with Instagram, it's like, you know, it only can go so far. And a post, a very powerful post, a written post, yeah, that's great. I mean, I think that we should all be following people who are speaking the truth, empowering us, not really like in lack mentality and talking shit about people in the space. You know, like if you don't like what someone is sharing, then just unfollow them and put your blinders on. If somebody's all ego or you can see right through them or whatever, unfollow them and put on your blinders. I think social media is really good and powerful in little chunks, in little spurts, but at the end of the day, we really have to be like very real with ourselves, with why we share what we share, why why we're on Instagram, what are we seeking, what are we reaching, what are we grasping for. So this um, brings me into some uh, writing, some journal prompts, and some questions that I've been really uh, focusing on in my daily healing practice because um, with journaling, that never ends for me. And I actually sent out an email to... Uh, the the mental health support group to, to the people who are on my email list. So I shared some of these with them. But I'm taking a little break from Instagram, so I'm trying to figure out ways to still share and still help people, but without feeling this drain. It, it it's like an emotional drain that takes me away whenever I'm whenever I'm on Instagram. It doesn't feel good really, except for when I do tarot lives, but. One thing I will say is that when I do get on ba- when I do get back on social media on Instagram, I'm going to start hopefully making more YouTube videos because sometimes I feel like my Instagram live tarot readings, even though they're on my IGTV, I feel like they just like disappear and like they go unnoticed. But I'm still going to do Instagram live tarot readings, but I'm also going to try to do one collective long reading experience and that's going to be on YouTube. So if you don't follow my YouTube, um, go check it out. But here's some journal questions if you're thinking about, you know, what truly matters, what what really matters to you, um, you know, what makes your life worthwhile, that kind of stuff. So, you know, maybe you can journal as you listen to these, but I'm going to go through them one by one. So ask yourself, 
why am I posting what I'm posting? Why am I scrolling? What am I seeking? Who am I apart from my social media? What truly matters in my life right now? What brings my body more healing that I am lacking? Do I feel like I'm sharing from a place of lack? Do I share things from a place of grasping and needing attention? What is creating a pulling energy that makes me feel like I have to do more? A forceful energy. Who am I trying to prove my coolness to? What do I actually want to do today that will bring me happiness and joy and excitement? What do I need to step back from and create space from? What is the point of what I do each day? Where is my intention with social media? What is most important to me and what relationships in my life need more attention than Instagram? I'm going to go over to my notes now. Um, so, what's your why? You know, are you posting out of a rooted feeling of loneliness? Can you just appreciate the delicious small joys in life without posting on Instagram? Side note, you know, for me, that really that question really rings true is like why do I feel the need to post my smoothie why do I feel the need to post me on my run why do I feel the need to post my coffee or my snack at the end of the day I really want to make my entire Instagram way more intentional and so powerful that all the other fluff is not there anymore it's just truly pure it's a pure channel of to the point direct um, content to help people heal and grow and feel good all the other stuff like all the other stuff that we do during the day that's like intimate that's private and so I'm going to go into this note that I wrote um, you know so I said What's the intention underneath sharing these little dinky moments, you know, during our day? What's the intention underneath sharing little dinky moments of our day? It's okay to share these little dinky moments, don't get me wrong, but am I sharing so much to make up for a lack of socializing and intimacy because being intimate with spirit and our soul and our highest self is the ultimate form of validation and intimacy. And if that's not enough, then that's actually violating our soul, our spirit. If we feel like we can't just absorb ourselves into the moment and be okay with making that cup of coffee or that meal or reading that book, or reading that article, or doing that workout alone, you know, if we feel like we have to share it, we have to um, extend it outwardly, and we have to make people know that we did this, where is that coming from, you know? Is it coming from a place of wanting to help people um, 
feel inspired to help to help motivate people because that's cool that's fine but if it's coming from a place of oh I want people to know what I'm doing in my life because I feel like I just want to be seen I want to be heard I want attention you know I want to I want to feel cool I want to feel appreciated I want to feel awesome that's more like coming from ego you know and it's like what's the point of of posting um all the things you're baking or you know your cat every day like I just had to start really questioning myself of why I'm why am I posting these things is it really helping them is it helping people or is it making them feel like I'm just one of those people who I who overshares and then they're they're just gonna be like all right well I guess she's just sharing stupid shit all day long and then when I actually share something super potent, super powerful, super important, they're just not going to even care. That's what I mean about sharing detox. It's, it's really important, and I've never felt so called to do it. But really ask yourself, if, if you feel like it's not enough when you spend these moments intimately with yourself and not sharing outwardly, um you know, connect with your soul, connect with your spirit. Because if you keep feeling like it's not good enough just to spend time with yourself and your spirit and your soul and your and your spirit guides, that's like really, that's like just really um, sad. And it's signaling to them and to your highest self and to your soul that you're not enough, right? It, it all kind of narrows down to this not enoughness this hungry ghost, this feeling of, of, of being just unworthy. And the reason why we constantly want to share things is to get that, that validation, that acceptance, that worthiness from other people, that, that curiosity from people. We want people to be intrigued with, with us. We want people to be curious about what we're doing. We want to preach, you know, um, and there's nothing wrong with, with having people be curious about you, but there's a fine line between what's healthy and not. You know, um, these beautiful, nostalgic, blissful moments that we have during the day, instead of constantly going to our phones and needing to um, just like, extend them to people who like we've never even met you know like thousands of people who you've never even met and you feel this desire to share with them these precious moments of your day I if this is something you're struggling with I really really recommend getting a therapist if you don't have one already because these are things that you can share with your therapist and voice them or journal about them, or call a friend and talk to a friend or text a friend who's actually in your real life, your 3D reality, because that's what's most nourishing. It's okay to want to share stupid, dinky moments with friends and family, but is it going to make you feel better by sharing it into the empty ethers of Instagram where people might not even notice it you know like what truly matters 
So truly ask yourself that. What truly matters to you right now? Because Instagram and social media can only get you so far. It's not nourishing and healing on a physical and spiritual level. Sure, it can teach you things. You can find podcasts. You can find healers. You can find some really solid information. You can find free tarot readings. You can find, you know, free lectures that are that are helpful. But create that space on Instagram and then when it's starting to feel like you're being pulled to your phone to share things into an emptiness, into a void, into the ego, the devil energy, you know, into another room real quick. I think that's my cue to start ending this episode. Um, so I want just to remind you that it's okay to take steps, quote unquote, back. There's no such thing as steps back. This is your path, whatever direction you're going. And, you know, I want you to really hone in on those questions. You know, who who are you apart from social media? Who is in your physical reality who really truly matters? Who is in your life when you're not on social media is the question. Who texts you? Who checks in on you? And really like connecting and understanding where this pull where this like toxic cord of wanting to always share and oversharing and this like toxic desire to share these beautiful small blissful moments of our day um start connecting to your spirit guides start connecting to your soul and communicate with them more tell them thank you you know Thank you, God. Thank you, Spirit, for for this moment. Thank you, God. Thank you, Spirit, for this experience. Like, communicate with them that you're seeing it, you're 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 experiencing it, you're present, because going on to Instagram and sharing it isn't isn't validating anything to your spirit guides. It's just validating you're trying to validate your worth to people on Instagram who aren't really in your life at all. Um, I truly look at you guys in a different way than like the majority of my Instagram followers. Like I know that you guys obviously maybe follow me on Instagram, but the, the people who actually tune into my podcast, you guys are on another level of friendship to me. Um, I feel like you guys know me and I love connecting with you guys so much because you're here for it. You're here for the spiritual growth. You are bettering your relationships. You are healing. You're timeline hopping. You are curious. You are powerful. The people who just follow me on Instagram and that's it, they're just kind of getting a one-dimensional me and they're not getting the full experience of what I want to offer. So that's why I'm doing this podcast episode even though I'm taking an Instagram break because this the podcast is what truly matters to me and that's what I had to truly sit down and realize is like Instagram is not that meaningful but it allows me to create a channel 
to promote the podcast and to connect with you guys. So I really appreciate all of your energy. I appreciate your time. I appreciate like just you guys and and messaging me and letting me know what resonated and just all these things and stick around um, and stay tuned for weekly YouTube tarot oracle reading experiences because I have two decks here that I've never used on Instagram and I'm super excited to start that. I just bought one of those like ring lights and I'm gonna try to really make it legit you know like new chapters new experiences and sometimes in order for us to create a new energy in our life we have to take a break we have to take a step back we have to take a a healing reset and look at our life from a larger lens detox from sharing detox from people detox from scrolling and just live and just be and just you know like watch YouTube videos on on things that bring you joy listen to podcasts that bring you joy move breathe make art do things connect with real people in your real life so yeah I hope that helped I hope this episode helped and resonated um share it with a friend or a family member or anyone who you feel would you know enjoy listening to this And I will leave you with the rest of this song called This City by Matt Bellina and co-written by me.
Expectation of a certain outcome. 